your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. A deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. Now, here's your host, Sandy Max. Good evening. How you doing? I am Sandy Max, and this is going to be a fun show going to have a little bit of a party vibe, uh, but I also want to share with you that there's a free event Saturday afternoon. You know, I've been leaning into Black History Month because I think there's a lot to learn that can bridge us and help us connect. And there is a documentary called Black Men in White Coats that is a free screening on Saturday afternoon at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. It's at the Wilson Hall in the Vogel Theater. Really nice space. And it's going to be interactive. There's going to be a talk back because the purpose of this documentary is to shed light on just how few African-Americans are actually physicians in America. It's like 5%. And it's pretty much the same level that it's been for almost 40 years. So how do we encourage more people from more backgrounds to become doctors? And uh, it's going to be a good film and a good documentary. And uh, Dr. Uwuji Maduike is going to come join us and uh, shed some light on that and talk about her journey as well. And the song you need to hear, doo-wop song, that was number one in 1964 on the R&B chart. So told you it's going to be kind of a party vibe. And what I'm excited about next, uh, there's an annual event. You know, What's on Tap is about culture and creativity. One of our finest Wisconsin traditions is the Bloody Mary. And, of course, with the Beer Chaser. Well, there's been an event for 12 years now called Milwaukee's Best Bloody. I've been quite a few times myself. I used to emcee the event. Uh, I would love to judge the event. I think that's the uh, that's the role to have. But Milwaukee's Best Bloody is back on Sunday. And I'm going to introduce you to the winner. We're going to find out what it takes to win Milwaukee's Best Bloody because you anybody who goes to the event gets to taste and vote on all the competing Bloody Mary recipes and how it really does a good deed with the Great Lakes Hemophilia Foundation. So stay with me. Bloody Marys are next on What's on Tap. Have your seats now at brewers.com slash tickets. You're listening to What's on Tap with Sandy Max on WTMJ. Bloody Mary. It is What's on Tap, and Bloody Marys are what's on tap tonight for a good deed. Not just uh, for recreation, but uh, you're doing a good deed. If you go Sunday to Milwaukee's Best Bloody, it is an annual fundraising event, heavy on the fun, because (laughs) it's going to be fun. At the Italian Community Center, basically the concept is this entire ballroom is full of different restaurants who want to lure you over to their table, to their booth, and have you sample their Bloody Mary, and then vote for the very best. And it is in its 12th year, Sunday at the Italian Community Center, and I want to introduce you to the winner of last year's Best Bloody. Welcome. What's your name, and where are you? What what restaurant are you representing? Uh, my name is Ryan Oshman, uh, representing Bass Bay Brew House in Muskego. Bass Bay Brew House in Muskego. Yep. And what category did you win yesterday? Uh, last year? Uh, last year we won uh, best overall, uh, which I think was the 
voted on by by everybody that was in attendance. So it was pretty cool. So that's, that's kind of the creme de la creme overall, yeah, because there are some other specialty categories. And I also want to introduce you to, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Danielle Leitner-Baxter. I'm the executive director for Great Lakes Hemophilia Foundation. And you have been there for a while. It's, no, it's nice know. to see you again. It's good to see you too. And what are some of the other categories, Danielle? So we have, yeah, so everybody gets to vote for best overall. So everybody who comes is a judge. You're automatically a judge. And then we also have celebrity judges, which we'll definitely invite you to do in the future, (laughs) for sure. Um, But we have, and then the judges vote additionally for most innovative, most Milwaukee, and most like a meal. Wow. So what kind of preparation, Ryan, goes into a Bass Bay Brewhouse Bloody Mary? Yeah, so, you know, for us... It's it's about using quality ingredients. And hold uh, on, I, I'm not even. I'm, I I should have said first. Yeah. Go to yeah, our cheers. YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> go to our uh, WTMJ YouTube, and you can see the presentation of the Bass Bay Brewhouse mm-hmm. Bloody Mary has the string cheese mm-hmm. strands and curls. Yeah, I see a pickle, an olive. Is that a mushroom? And a mushroom. Yeah. And so home, I've got homemade mushroom. Oh wow. Um, yep, homemade mushroom. Uh, What's the sausage? So the summer sausage. Summer sausage and a lemon. So as ever, this is also a meal. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so what is it that you think makes your Bloody Mary unique and the best overall? Uh, so th- I think it's, you know, the, again, using quality ingredients from scratch ingredients. Uh, I brought along, uh, this is our, our housemade steak sauce, so you're not going to find... <gasps> A1 or any knockoff brand steak sauces. We make our own steak sauce, so that definitely uh, can you adds give a us an idea it. what's what's the steak sauce based? I mean, you'll get uh, some mustard notes to it, some mm-hmm. brown sugar, definitely some sweetness in there. Um, but it's it's definitely unique to us. Um, That's you know, fun. In the in the mix, we use uh, two different types of hot sauce: fresh squeezed lemon juice. Uh, in the the vodka itself. Uh, so we're featuring our spicy pickle, Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so house-made pickles. A whole or, jar of them. Sorry, house-made uh, pickled jalapenos oh. that we uh, infuse our vodka in. So that kind of gives it like a, a nice a nice kick. I wouldn't say that it's anything overpowering. Is know. it a warmth or is it a zing? I, I mean, probably more of a zing. Uh, <laughs> you know, after three or four, you'll you'll feel the warmth, depending uh, on where you're from. <laughs> well, and I think also in a competition for Milwaukee's Best Bloody, an event like this, you've got to figure out a recipe that is going to be memorable. Definitely. So that little zing. So um, I will say I'm still doing dry January. I am now in fit in your pants better February. So I'm keeping <laughs> sure. it up. But you have nice. made me a, uh, a, a, a non-alcoholic Bloody Mary. So I'm going to take a sip. Yeah. Because you've been telling me about it. Oh, well, that is zingy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I should. It's yes. the best overall. <laughs> there's there's a lot going on in the mix itself. But yeah, the mm-hmm. you know the vodka definitely That's helps. a lot of flavor. Uh, yeah. That's that. a lot of flavor, even yeah. without the vodka. Right. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Now, you're back this year yep. to defend your title. Yeah, so this is our third year. Uh, first year, you know, it was our first time doing something like this. And we went... Uh, Kind of a little over the top with the garnish and ended up <laughs> winning most like a meal. Uh, oh, really? Which was cool, but we, we wanted to be recognized for the juice. So last year we went just like with the garnish that we do in the restaurant every day. 
um, and you know couldn't have been happier to you know to take home the title of, of, of best overall. It was a lot of fun. Our team has a great time, you know, participating in things like this. Uh, so yeah, we won two competitions last year. And tell me what your most like a meal concoction consists of because you just heard me list out everybody so this has the fun what is the actual name of string cheese that's this yeah stringy mozzarella and loopy. whips mozzarella is, whips yeah, oh that's much more fun what to they're say sold as mozzarella um, whips yeah, pickle or, olive mushroom summer sausage and lemon is what's in the is in this best overall what else was part of the most like a yeah. meal so last year we did or sorry two, two years, years ago yeah. we did a a, a prime rib cube uh, a deep fried twice baked potato bite <laughs> which was uh, I see a lot where the meal to, comes in yeah to execute yeah you know our our restaurant as a whole you know so we're call ourselves a, a casual American restaurant with supper club roots um, from where we come through I'm I'm third generation uh, family owner there my grandparents uh, opened the the original supper club back in the late 50s. Uh, parents took it over in the mid eighties when I was one. Uh, and then we closed down for a handful of years before we brought it back to life. You know, our goal was to make it a little more uh, casual and approachable on a daily basis, um, than what it was as, you know, a, a straight supper club. Uh, we still get recognized as a, as a supper club. We do prime rib on Wednesdays and Saturdays, there there's go. different seafood specials, oysters, Rockefeller, uh, things like that. So, you know, we hold on to the roots of where that came from. Um, what a wonderful history in Muskego that you're keeping going. And yeah. then now add this creativity, like everybody cooking really is creativity. It is. And then you add the mixology and the cocktails. Definitely. We have a lot of fun with it for sure. Our, our team is amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to be surrounded by the people that I am every day. You know? Right. And you have a lot to be proud of at the Bass Bay brew house and you've got the plaque to prove it. Uh, when we come back on what's on tap, uh, I'm going to tempt your taste buds some more to get you to this very fun fundraiser on Sunday. But I also want to tell you, really, you'll be doing a good deed. More Definitely. with the Great Lakes Hemophilia Foundation and Milwaukee's Best Bloody next on WTMJ. Radio, Saturday mornings on WTMJ. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. I am holding up in my hand a very delicious, non-alcoholic Bloody Mary, <laughs> handcrafted here in person in the studio yep. by Ryan from Bass Bay Brew House. Cheers, Cheers sir. Yep. Um, I can actually sip it because it has no alcohol in it, so right. that's allowed. Mine also doesn't have alcohol. Not here. <laughs> right. Once you go back out, uh, once we leave the studio, maybe you can pop a little... Uh, yeah, right. And uh, remind me again what's special about how you infuse the vodka that you make these... Bloody Marys. Uh, so we pickle our own jalapenos, uh, throw our own recipe there, and we infuse the vodka with the uh, with the pickled jalapenos. Tasty and yeah. zingy. So the reason Absolutely. that uh, Ryan from Bass Bay Brewhouse is here because he won the esteemed honor last year of Milwaukee's best bloody in the best overall category. So that's like the creme de la creme. That's not a niche category. That is the best overall. It was an honor, for sure. As voted by all the people who attended, because everyone who goes to the Milwaukee's Best Bloody gets to sample, gets to vote. So it is a very fun gathering of people, and it is a fundraiser. And Danielle, the executive director of Great Lakes Hemophilia Foundation, 
First of all, congratulations on your 50th anniversary this year at GHLF. Thank you very much. Or GLHF. <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I was going to there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we've had, a, we've, it really has been an honor to serve the Bolinosaurus community and the Milwaukee community has been amazing in, in supporting us in general and particularly with this event. And what a cheeky and fun concept to support an organization that helps people with blood diseases with a very Wisconsin tradition, mm-hmm. the Bloody Mary. It started 12 years ago. Whose idea was this? So it was actually Karen on our staff. It was her idea. And then I kind of ran with it. Um, and, our, and we just, it, it started small. We started at Turner Hall uh, back in the day. Um, and we've grown. And now we take over the entire Italian Community Center. Um, and it's it's a fantastic event. How many restaurants are competing this year? This year we have 11. Mm-hmm. And you have some new ones. We Fun. do have some new ones. I can I can tell you all of them that are participating. Actually. Well, go, so go we've for got, it. We've got Bass Bay Brewhouse who are coming to, to defend their title. I said they got to defend, uh-huh. yep. We've got Broadhouse from Shorewood, uh, Buckley's, Just Jay's, The Hideaway, Pete's Pub, Red Maple, they're new, Sail Loft, Third Street Tavern, Timber Hill Winery, and Von Trier. And I think Von Trier and Buckley's are both new. Is Hideaway new as well? Yeah, so it's a, it's a good combination of those that are coming back and have been there before and new. So... And what is your favorite thing about Milwaukee's Best Bloody after being at all of them over the over the past 12 years now? That's a really good or question. Or 11 years. Uh, it's just a really good vibe. You know, and it's fun. People are there and they're not, they're there, you know, you're, you're uh, having Bloody Marys for charity. So that's fantastic. And it's, but it's not a, it's a fun atmosphere, but it's not, it's not a rave. You know, <laughs> it's, it's casual. <laughs> it's very it's a casual social. Sunday morning. Right. Uh, yeah. Fun event. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. been, I can, mm-hmm. I can vouch for it. It's very social. And what... Is the kind of work that you do at Great Lakes Hemophilia Foundation? What does this fundraiser do? Absolutely. So our mission here? is to educate, support, and advocate for the Bleeding Stars community. So we do a, a large education conference um, for families. Um, over a weekend, we send kids to camp. We have Camp Cloudy Pine, where we send kids with hemophilia and other bleeding disorders to camp because a lot of kids can't go to camp because of their bleeding disorder. So then we have their doctors there with them. They can do things like a normal kid at camp. Um, Because our doctors are there to do that, right? To get to play. Exactly. That's wonderful. Climb the big towers and, you know, uh, you know, stand up paddleboard and all that fun. Um, We also offer scholarships um, because education and getting a good job is very important because with a bleeding disorder, which is very expensive, you need to have good insurance and access to health care. Um, we also provide emergency financial assistance. So uh, bleeding disorders are very um, isolating because they're rare and they're also very expensive. So even if you have great insurance, you're going to meet your out-of-pocket maximum every year at the beginning of the year. So we help with medical bills and um, insurance premiums and other emergency needs. And that can be so stressful on a family that just wants to take care of their kid or their loved one. Absolutely. And that's just to keep you at a kind of a normal level and to live a normal life. That's if you don't have any issues. You know, if you can just kind of maintain things and take your medication and, and get yourself to a good level. So absolutely. Danielle, thank you for all the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And I love that you've and your team have created this fun event to create that awareness, but also just have fun as a fundraiser and really do a good deed. Now, Ryan, I'm going to ask you, is the competition, rate the level, is it friendly or fierce with the rest of your restaurant competitors? I'd say friendly for sure. You know, everybody that's there, we're all we're all part of the industry. The industry is a, a different kind of grind. Uh, I mean, everybody's, you know, sharing Bloody Marys with each other. We don't actually drink any Bloody Marys while we're... 
there. <laughs> They're working but really you're, hard. They're no, very busy. Uh, but it's cool to all, hear that you're saying it's yeah. it's a mm-hmm. community and no, you're it's fun. You're definitely collaborating and creating and having a good time. So it's not that because I've played softball with the radio leagues and somebody's <laughs> always get out of the way. Like takes sure, it a little too seriously. It, too it sucks the fun out of it. So I'm yeah. glad to know that all of these bars and restaurants that you just listed out are are there for the right reasons. Definitely, and you're there. With your crews, like you're donating your time and energy to be part of this. That's Absolutely. significant as a small business owner. Absolutely. And we can't say enough great things about the bar restaurant community. I mean, they do. They donate their time. They donate their product. They're there. So we really encourage everybody to go and frequent them and, and get a full-size Bloody Mary and a meal on another time because they really are there Again, donating their time and their and all of their you know supplies and all that. And it's a great introduction to these mm-hmm. 12, 11 restaurants when you can't totally. always get to 11 restaurants in one month, not going out all the time, but right. to sample and meet the people day. who are owning <laughs> right. and, and, and yep. bartending and having fun. Now, Ryan, the one thing we haven't talked about, which is very, very Wisconsin, Uh-oh. what beer chaser goes with your award-winning Bloody Mary? Um, so ours we serve with uh, Milk Can Lager at Bass Bay. Um, so we work with Explorium Brew Pub in Greendale. Uh, and they make a, a line of beers uh, specifically for us. So we always have uh, four to five different beers on tap um, that are made special for us, um, and we we serve with that similar. That's wonderful. Similar to uh, high life gluten removed. Uh, and in the yeah, tiny bottles or in a tiny glass, that makes it even yeah. more charming. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, what are the other categories, Danielle? That so, yeah, will so be again, people can vote for best overall. And then we have, again, most, most innovative, most like a meal, and most Milwaukee. And um, we do kind of equalize all the bars. We have um, a, a sponsor in State Line Distillery that provides all our vodka, and Molson Coors provides our beer chasers. So, again, they're also donating, donating all that product and really supporting the event as well. And any other tips for someone who's either coming for the first time to Milwaukee's Best Bloody Ooh, on I, Sunday? I will tell you what I do, what I tell my family. I tell them to buy VIP tickets because if you buy a VIP ticket, you get to come in an hour early Oh, and you get an extra beer chaser and yep. you get your own little private space and guaranteed seating. So that would be my insider tip. But there's uh, there's there's so many different ways to, to come. So that, those would be my tips. I'll and Ryan, that, what's your tip? Bring a cup. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. oh a, a, a muffin cupcake, tin. A muffin tin. Yeah, mm-hmm. muffin tin. Mm-hmm. And if you're VIP, great. we give you one. Well, there you go. So, so there you go. Just buy the VIP ticket. Don't bring your own muffin tin. But Ryan, explain why the muffin tin is handy. Uh, so you'll see a lot of people, you know, they'll go around with their muffin tin, grab like their first six Bloody Marys, go sit down, try them all side by side, mm-hmm. make their notes, you know, pick their vote, go around, grab Helps the, in your judging the rest. and your right. sampling. We'll even give you little slips so you can put that in the bottom of your muffin tin so you know which yep. one you're trying. See, you've. this yeah. is the voice of experience. It's a very fun event. <laughs> Danielle? What is the website to get all the information and get your VIP or general admission tickets? GLHF.org. Great Lakes Hemophilia Foundation. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Ryan, thank you for sharing with us your very best bloody. Thank you for having us. It's been delicious. GLHF.org. And uh, we've been talking about uh, the medical world and blood. Uh, We'll visit with a doctor (laughs) and a documentary next on What's on Tap. And now from the WTMJ Breaking News Center, here's Jessica Gatso. What's on Tap with Sammy Max is back on WTMJ. We were just talking about... The Great Lakes Hemophilia Foundation, obviously doing great work for people coping with bleeding disorders and blood diseases right here in Wisconsin. And uh, glhf.org, if you want to get tickets to the 
Milwaukee's best bloody fundraiser at the Italian Community Center on a Sunday afternoon. It should be a fun way to sample Bloody Marys from 11 different restaurants, all while helping families who are coping with bleeding disorders and, and blood diseases. And we I didn't quite realize this when I planned out the show, but next... <laughs> Speaking with a doctor, uh, not about blood diseases, but about a very important documentary. Uh, It's called Black Men in White Coats, and you can see it for free on Saturday. And I welcome Dr. Uguji Maduekwe. Fantastic. You say it. No, that was really good. Uguji Maduekwe. Okay. Yeah. I hate to mess up anybody's name. It seems like such disrespect, but you told me I can call you Dr. M. Yes. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> We're going to give you the special dispensation. Okay, thank you. Uh, doctor, you are a surgical oncologist. Mm-hmm, and yes. I'm going to just say it because people can't see you unless they're watching on WTMJ, the mm-hmm. YouTube channel. You are a physician of color. I am. I am a black woman, yes. And that is significant because we are talking about Black History Month. Yes. And I'm talking about Black Future right now. Black Men in White Coats is a documentary that is screening for free Mm -hmm. on Saturday downtown at the Marcus Performing Arts Center in a great theater, the Wilson Center at Vogel Hall. It's very welcoming and kind of red velvet seats. It's It's a good space to be in. Free popcorn and free soda while you watch this very important film. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what white men, excuse me, black men in white coats is about? Sure. The Black Men in White Coats, and I just want to say thank you so much, Sandy, for giving us the opportunity to talk um, a little bit about this screening. It's it's the statistics that I've seen from the trailer are truly jaw-dropping. Yeah, and I think, uh, so Black Men in White Coats um, is basically looking at this particular problem that we have in medicine, which is that um, in 1978, there were more Black men starting in medical school than there have been in the past 10 years. That's and, shocking. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I hate to think about the fact that 1978 is almost 50 years ago, but um, the numbers have gone down. Um, only about 5% of physicians in this country are black. And there have been increases in that number, but most of those increases have been amongst black women. And so the Black Men in White Coats documentary talks about that problem, tries to think through some of the reasons why this disparity exists And why it's important. Why do we care? Why should anyone care about the number of black men in white coats? Um, Even since when the documentary was created, there continues to be an increasing amount of evidence as to the importance of diversity in the physician workforce. And particularly about having black physicians and specifically black men um, physicians. So we're hosting the screening of the Black Men in White Coats documentary um, on Saturday. Come out and join us. And it's to just start the conversation in Milwaukee. And then um, down the line in May, on May 4th, we're going to be having a Black Men in White Coats Youth Summit um, to have a lot of um, black and brown and female and male um, kids come and talk about what it takes to become a doctor. So. Stay tuned with us. Well, and what a great way for Freighter the Medical College of Wisconsin and other organizations to find this to be important to show this documentary to start that conversation and also not just go, well, we did it one day in Saturday during Black History Month and now we're just not going to do it. To know that there is a future event, a summit, which is just a great phrase right there to gather youth and to continue that. Because we hear a lot about STEM, you know, just Mm -hmm. feel like there are these movements and these intentions but how do we make it even more tangible 
So I think engaging the community. So um, I want to um, mention the Greater Milwaukee Urban League, who have been our wonderful partners if we've planned all this, Mil- Milwaukee Fellows. Um, um, Black and Black and Latino Male Association have been wonderful partners. At the summit, we plan to have the youth, but also their parents, and really not just parents, but like concerned adults who are involved in youth's lives. And it takes a, a village, it, as they it say. It's not just exactly. your parents. It takes yeah. a village. So getting everyone's village together to say, "Hey, becoming a physician is something that is very tangible and achievable." I think sometimes. For a lot of kids, I encounter it frequently where people are shocked that I'm a doctor um, and then even more shocked that I'm a surgeon. And so I think just making it clear and accessible that this is something that's attainable. But then there always is a gap, even if a kid wants to become a physician. How how do you become a doctor? What do you have to do? What classes do I have to take? Um, What grades do I have to have all A's the whole time? No. So we just have to put the infrastructure around to get kids interested in it first as an option. I would say the, just the possibility. Just the possibility um, is important. I think that's one of the other side effects of having so few black men in white coats. Um, really black and brown people in white coats. When I was preparing for this, I was thinking through and I was like, I don't I was not trained by any black people. <laughs> In your entire, in my entire training, in five years of medical school, seven years of residency, two years of fellowship, I was not trained by any black people, um, and now I'm training a lot of black and brown people. Three of my, uh, three of my black female mentees, actually, shout out to them, all got board certified this week in surgical oncology. So I was feeling very proud. Um, so it is improving. It is improving for black women. We are still very a very low number. I think it's like 2.3% of um, the surgeon workforce is black women, but it's even lower for black men. But you're seeing that difference and that you're part we're, we're seeing that of difference, that difference. Yeah. Talking with Dr. Uguji. That was fantastic. I am so, I'm trying so hard, but I, it's just like I said, it's such a level of respect to get someone's yeah. name right. So, so glad that you're here. Uh, more conversation with this surgical oncologist and about some of your takeaways from the documentary Black Men in White Coats, which everyone can see for free on Saturday at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. More next on What's on Tap. By Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max, and we're talking about a documentary. Black History Month. Open your mind a little bit and uh, become aware of some things. The documentary is called Black Men in White Coats, and you can see it for free Saturday afternoon at the Marcus Performing Arts Center at Wilson Theater at Vogel Hall. Free tickets, free popcorn, free soda. Bring your family, bring your friends, and uh, learn a little something and even have a discussion afterwards. And one of the people who will be at the Black Men in White Coats Talkback is in the WTMJ studio with me now, Dr. Uguji Maduekwe. I'm getting there. Uh, So thank you for your encouragement. And, Dr., I love that the focus of what's on tap is culture and creativity. And I always feel like art, whether it's sculpture or a performance, or in this case, a film has a role to play in bringing people together, creating that conversation. Yes. And so having this documentary with a snappy name, black men in white coats already like, wait, what? Yeah. We are talking about 
African-American men mm-hmm. in the medical field. Yes. And why is it important, doctor, to be sh- sharing this film on Saturday? Thank you. Um, I think I would start with the fact that black men in the United States have the lowest um, survival, have the highest mortality rates. They have the shortest lifespans. And last year in 2023, there was this um, remarkable paper written looking across the entire country, looking in 2009, 2014, and 2019, looking at all 3,000 counties across the United States and looking to see which counties had a single black primary care physician. 50% of the counties immediately fell out of consideration. There were about half of them just didn't have any black primary care physicians. What they found was that in the counties where there was a black primary care physician, black people lived longer. They even saw that effect if a county had just one black primary care physician, black people lived longer. And that's substantive statistical like it's not it's not just hmm no happens to be a coincidence we have to figure out exactly like the causation and we have to figure out exactly how that happens but this was a study you know led by the association of american medical colleges and um the health um research uh i forget the exact name but of 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 the government so looking across the entire country and seeing that effect We already knew and there was a lot of data already that showed that black people are more likely to get preventive care if they have black physicians. When we talk about um, not just black people, but black women specifically, black birthing people, um, I'll give you the example I like to give that always uh, depresses everyone. Uh Oh, I am singularly overeducated. Right. I have four degrees. I am a surgeon. Um, I am comfortable If I were to be pregnant and have a child, my risk of dying and my child's risk of dying is three to five times higher, depending on where in the United States we are, than a white woman my same age who did not graduate from high school. And why is that? What are some of the factors? So there are a host of problems. It is systemic, but part of it is just not one of... So there are a lot of problems. There are a lot of answers and solutions, but one of the things that... The data has shown that if you then take someone like that and ha- and they have a race concordant physician, so a black physician, my child is likely is likely to live longer. Those rates of mortality decrease. My mortality rates decrease. So that's part of why we have to think about that. The other reason I think about is, in general, healthcare. If we can innovate something to improve black people's health, it improves everyone's health. And that has been shown time and time again. And I think particularly in Wisconsin, I, you know, I take a selfish approach to this because I'm a cancer doctor. And so I was recruited here. And after I got here, I was like, let me get to writing some grants and writing about problems specific to Wisconsin. And I looked at the data and um, black people in Wisconsin are more likely to have cancer and to die from cancer than any other black people in the entire country. Their cancer incidence rates and cancer mortality rates are higher than black people anywhere else in the country. That is shocking. There are not that many black people in Wisconsin, right? Um, And so I learned that and I was surprised and this is my area of focus and expertise. So there are a lot of things to fix, but when we think about the things that we would do to improve black health are very similar to the things that we would do to improve rural health. That's the other group I worry about as a surgeon. 
I don't worry about the people who live 30 minutes away from freighter. Mm -hmm. I worry about the people who live six hours away. If I do a big surgery on them, how do we get them good care? And I think it's important to have conversations like this because whatever we do to fix this problem will fix the, will be also the solution to improving healthcare for people who live far away from the hospital, people who are, have lower rates of education, people who don't have, you know, good running water. That's why I get excited about this. And that's why I think bringing it to your point about art, art is the place that makes space for us to just begin to have the conversations. Very powerful. Black men in white coats, the free screening with free popcorn and free soda. Who doesn't love a little snack? Saturday afternoon at Marcus Performing Arts Center's Wilson Theater at Vogel Hall. It's that entrance right there on Mm -hmm. the river. And... You will be there. I will be there. You will be ho- part of the talk back. I will be there for the whole screening and I'll be pa- part of the panel afterwards. So come say hello. I'll say walk the walk and, and creating that talk and mm-hmm. that change and being the inspiration for anyone, mm-hmm. families and youth to see you, mm-hmm. an African-American woman, as a cancer surgeon, as a surgical oncologist all the medical speak these are the easy medical (laughs) terms but i just want to get them right but that you're truly making a difference and in the representation and the passion and that you want to see the change and i do think that that's one of the most powerful things you said is caring about the health of the african-american community is a ripple effect It, it it improves everyone's health yes Thank you very, very much, Dr. Madue Kwe, for your time today. And uh, thanks very much to the Medical College, the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin for being one of the many organizers to put to put this on the screen. Great. Thank you so much. It's the song you need to hear, a little doo-wop action next on WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blokes are going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. Black History Month continues as I dig into some good music and doo-wop music from the Drifters, a 1964 song that uh, was released really during that difficult time of some civil rights struggles coming to a head. So this was one of those songs that uh, helped embody some of the resilience and, and uplift spirits during that intense time. It's the Drifters Under the Boardwalk, the song you need to hear on What's on Tap. Oh, when the sun beats down and burns the tar up on the roof And your shoes get so hot You wish your tired feet were fireproof Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of What's on Tap. You can catch up on it or share it with friends on the podcast, WTMJ.com, later this evening or wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, it's going to be Spring Training Broadcast Eve. 
Highlights from the Euchre documentary tomorrow, starting at 6 on WTMJ.